0: Today's episode of Locked on Raptors is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times, InStyle Magazine, or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it here. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people and with 10 tenants been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds if you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate valentine's day you're definitely going to want to check this out again this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at blue nile.com
1: oh like because when i shot it, i expected to make it so like i don't shoot trying to miss. So.
0: Welcome to episode number 877 of Locked On Raptors for uh, late on a Tuesday, February the 2nd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure that you're checking out the entirety of the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got a ton of great stuff for you from our NFL shows leading up to the Super Bowl to our NHL shows covering uh, all of the wonderful hockey that's going on right now and all of our team-focused NBA shows. Basically, if there's a sport and a team, uh, we have something covering it in North America. So please go subscribe, rate, and review. It is very, very much appreciated. All right. On today's show... Fred Van Vliet is today's show. What the, what the hell else? There's nothing else to talk about. Fred Van Vliet scores 54 points, setting a franchise record against the Orlando Magic as the Raptors win 123-108 over the Magic, a second straight win over the very, very depressing Magic. And look, I wasn't really planning on doing a podcast tonight. I was going to go to bed on account of me waking up for early morning radio and having gone cross-country skiing today in Burnie, but Fred Van Vliet has reinvigorated me. And we are going to talk all about it with a returning guest. Do you hear that grunt? It is our pal, Vivek Jacob, who I've enlisted once again just because he was available late at night on short notice because he's a king. Vivek, what's going on, buddy?
1: I am a freelancer, so I am always available, Sean. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, (laughs) I'm always available to pick up work. Uh, This is why
0: you're big CBC. This is why you're big (laughs) complex. This is why you're working (laughs) everywhere. This is the availability. It's the best ability.
1: (laughs) It's true. That is pretty much the best skill I offer. Um, (laughs) What a night for Fred, man. He's got a lot more skill than I do. Perfect from the free throw line. 11 of 14 from three. It's crazy, you know, you didn't feel like, even with the way he was shooting the ball, I know Nick Nurse after the game was saying that you could feel it after the first couple of shots. I feel like Fred's threes, a lot of the times they do look so pretty and it's always like that perfect swish, Mm -hmm. but you just feel like with the way the offense is set up, you wouldn't pick any of these guys to go off for 50, right? And then Yeah, it's like an insanely
0: egalitarian team. That's like their whole yeah. thing. So everybody averages sudden, eighteen points.
1: <laughs> he's got like thirty, then he's up to forty, and then, and then obviously at that point it's like, okay, come on, just keep chunking mm-hmm. them up. Every every shot that Norm or Kyle or anyone else is putting up, you're like, hey, what's going on here, Nick? Run it down, play for Fred.
0: Yeah, I was getting real frustrated late in this game as uh, Aaron Baines was taking wide open threes or DeAndre Bembry was like passing up passes to the corner for Fred as he (laughs) uh, had a chance to not only set the Raptors franchise record for points, which we should reiterate, he is now the all time leader for points in a game among Toronto Raptors it's ridiculous he passes DeMar DeRozan who look I love DeMar DeRozan the 52 came in overtime it was a fake record the actual record was Terrence Ross and Vince Carter look this is no shade against DeMar DeRozan this is just understanding he had five extra minutes to do it Fred Van Vliet however leaves no question as to who is actually the record holder now 54 points in regulation as you said 17 to 23 11 to 14 from three uh, he had three blocks in this game somehow even though he's uh, like shorter than I am so <laughs> good for him there too I guess like it, just, it was just a remarkable performance three steals too um I it just it's a lovely I made this point in the little lockdown reaction video I did tonight to talk about the game I, I like It's such a wonderful culmination of a remarkable career. Obviously, it's not over by any means. He doesn't retire, although he could, and I wouldn't begrudge him for that after this. But to sort of look back at what's happened over the last four and a half years since he started playing for the Raptors from, like, G League champion and bit rotation piece to member of the bench mob to critical part of a championship team to now one of the best players on a team that should be a lot better than the 9-12 record they have, and hopefully this kind of turned things around. I, the, the morale seemed quite high in the locker room after the game as they showered him in water. Um, no champagne, I guess. It's uh, it, middle of the season. I don't know. I guess it's not the, the – you don't have champagne on tap, I guess, ready to go <laughs> for a random game against the Magic of, of all teams. But, yeah, it just uh, – for me – really really satisfying to watch Fred have a game like that you know there's been so much work to go into it obviously there's been the up and downs there was the concern is he going to leave in the offseason he comes back vindicates it all and I don't know about you man but I was thinking about this today a little bit before the game and now I'm thinking about it a lot you know I got asked a question on Twitter by Josh Lloyd the host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball who the best player on the Raptors is I don't think it's Fred VanVleet. I think Fred VanVleet is fantastic, and I will get to him in a sec. I think it's still Kyle Lowry. I think Pascal's the most important for the ceiling of the team. But I think if you're talking about All-Star, which everyone's talking about All-Star now because we're only 20 games into the season, and it's a shortened season, and apparently an All-Star game is happening, which is a whole other story and a whole other podcast that I can yell on uh, about later. But I think if you're looking at the Raptors, Fred's probably the front runner in terms of potential All-Stars at this point. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I think I'm on the same page as you with that. When you look at his game, I think he has that type of all-star bat because of the crossover, because of those. You know, he he doesn't shoot a great percentage at the rim, but when he does, it looks pretty awesome, right? He's always got Mm -hmm. those and one finishes, and then you know, obviously, he's built a name for himself. Like you said, the story itself is incredible. I mean, I remember like that was the first time I covered a team that Raptors 905 championship season. And so Mm -hmm. to be there watching Fred do his thing, Pascal and to see both of them go from that to where they are now, it's beautiful. And for Fred, this is his night, even though Kyle Lowry had a triple double, uh, (laughs) just hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Just sneak that in there. Um, yeah, Fred, his shooting, obviously I think, you know, When he gets on those hot streaks, it's there's nothing anyone can do. We saw that against the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals a couple years ago. We saw that in the NBA Finals against the Warriors. He, get, he gets into those zones and there's literally nothing you can do, which is remarkable to say about a guy uh, six feet tall, just mm-hmm. about. Uh, I'll be nice today because he did have 54. Um, <laughs> the three blocks, I thought he had an interesting comment about that. Uh, where he was saying that if the NBA actually credited them as steals because they're giving him blocks for plays where he's actually stripping them on the way up. right? And so uh, he's like, if he actually got them as steals because he's right there among the league leaders in the steals category, he'd clearly be the leader there.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, he's second on the Raptors in blocks. So... (laughs) I guess you could take that, too. It's pretty cool for a dude of his stature to be racking up blocks. I don't know why. You know, I think it's fun to have both because he could probably lead the league in steals anyway and <laughs> still have all these blocks. He's that ridiculous. I mean, that was the thing about this game is, like, the offense was incredible, but the defense was, like, equally ridiculous. And the strips he had, the loose balls that he was picking up, like, just the the absolute demon work he was doing Anytime a Magic player tried to drive near him. It was beautiful to see. It just uh top to bottom, I mean, pretty clearly the best game Fred VanVleet's ever played. And I look forward to many more like this. Maybe the Magic are not so bad to watch after all because they <laughs> allow for cool things like that to happen. And he um, can play you know, defense.
1: Yeah. Uh, he can play defense at that level because the game came easy, right? It, everything was within yeah. the flow of the offense. It's not like they're saying, "Hey, we're just going to Get a high volume of Fred and to get his usage up like crazy. And now he's feeling the burden of that. The shots came nice and easy within the flow of the offense. 54 points on 23 field goal attempts. I mean, it's nuts. It's, it's nuts. insane. It's insane. Yeah. Um, We are going to continue
0: on talking about Fred Van Vliet's big ass night and uh, a few other things from this one for the Raptors. Of course, they moved to 9 and 12. They inch closer back to 500. They. Pad their stats a little bit against the magic, which is what you should do against the magic. We'll get into all of that in just a sec here, but first I want to tell everybody our friends over at BetOnline.ag, the best place for you to throw your money down when you are wagering on sports. Sign up for a free account right now at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. And there's lots of stuff you can throw your money on, including uh is Fred Van Vliet gonna score 7,000 points in the next game? I don't know if that's actually a prop bet, but it might be. Um, but you can also bet on just regular Raptors games if you want to. You can bet on the NHL. You can and bet on baseball futures, all that good stuff, go and sign up over at betonline.ag today. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore and get in on the action. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right, Big V, uh, just a heads up, on tomorrow's podcast, uh, I was actually, before things happened this night, I was going to do a quick recap of the Magic game and then drop in a conversation I had with Chris Manning and Evan Damerel of Locked on Cavs as we mm. piece together an Andre Drummond to the Raptors trade. Uh, that's not going to be on today's podcast now. That'll be on a piece of tomorrow's podcast. Uh, figure out what I'm going to do to compliment that, but that is what to expect on at least uh, the final segment or two Of the podcast on Wednesday, so keep an eye out. Uh, but in the meantime, let's keep talking about Fred, man. Uh, you know, it's really like you, I think you made the really good point that it all came within the offense, and I just, I'm baffled at the Magic's inability to guard him and like give any sort of issue to the offense. I do think though. A lot of credit in this one goes to Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry for really making it work and kind of giving Fred the space he needed to do what he did. I mean, I think Aaron Baines deserves some credit too. He set some monster screens that really freed him open, especially on the first three he made of the game after the Raptors were down 11 nothing to start this one. Um, but I thought after Pascal scored 32 or was it 34? He scored a lot of points on <laughs> the Magic in the first game of the ba- of the home at home. The Magic very clearly honed in on him. They were sending extra bodies his way. And Pascal did a really good job of passing out of it. I think he probably assisted three or four of the threes from Fred, if I'm not mistaken. Um, At least Mm -hmm. a couple for sure and Kyle, of course, was uh, by the end of the game just full-on brazenly hunting assists for Fred, and it was beautiful to see. Uh, <laughs> just I think he assisted like the last three or four, just like, all right, uh, you go. And then again, the magic, just like refusing to guard Fred as he sprung free on cuts in the middle of the lane with literally no resistance. So uh, I'm sure Steve Clifford's not going to enjoy that, but what did you think of the way the Raptors played in this
1: one in order to allow Fred Van Vliet to have the night he did? So I think Fred made a really big point when he was asked about, oh, were you mad when DeAndre Bembry didn't pass to the corner on that look for three? And his answer was, no, I wasn't mad. And I laughed because I could see that he felt bad that he didn't swing it over. But I was kind of like, hey, I was open. You were open. You decided to shoot. Just make that shit next time. And (laughs) I think the the important point he made was – He said that the reason I don't worry about stuff like that is because I know if my teammates make shots, then I'm going to, it's just going to make me more open the Mm -hmm. next time. And that, I think, I think that's just kind of how the night played out. And so when you had other guys contributing, you had Norman Powell, uh, getting points and you had Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam just chipping in here and there and, I think once it got to a point where it was 35-40, then they're like, okay, we got to really get a hold of Fred. But till that point, it didn't seem like, you know, it's like, oh, we really got to get a hold on Fred. It was like, hey, we just got to come up with a scheme to handle the Raptors offense as a whole because that's the thing that we really can't handle. It wasn't like Fred's just out here, you know, crossing us up nonstop and just getting his shot off.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think credit goes to, to Norm Powell as well in that whole equation, too, considering he was the second-highest score on the team, 23 in this one. And, you know, the more threats out there, the the better things are going to be. The bench didn't exactly do a ton to sort of alleviate the pressure, and, you know, there were some hairy moments with the bench in this one. But for the most mm. part, yeah, like the, the way the team operated really did just sort of make it an easy he didn't he even said as much like it was like no disrespect to the magic but it was pretty easy to score 54 points which is a (laughs) badass quote from fred uh like just rules but was totally true it like felt so within the offense i mean i think maybe there's some disrespect to be given to the magic for what happened in the third quarter near the end where they just kind of lost the rope and it was a close game for you know two and a half quarters and then they kind of opened it up and blew the doors off them. And Fred, I don't know, how many like straight layups was it that he just walked into to close that third quarter after hitting all those threes? I mean, the Magic probably could have offered a little bit of extra res- res- resistance there. But yeah, this really was like, a, it wasn't some ISO heavy, this guy's just like playing hero ball and he's doing everything he can to score and forget whose teammates are. It really did feel very much like a byproduct of a very healthy Half-court offense and transition offense, frankly, for the Raptors all night long. So that was awesome. I'm going to play a little game with you right now, Big V. Are you ready? Let's do it. We're going to power power rank uh, some whack-ass stats from Fred Van Vliet's game. Uh, So we've got the 54 points. That's pretty cool, I guess. We've got the him shooting 6 of 9 from two point range which mm. uh as we've we've nice. made the dig and as John Schumann made the point on, on Twitter uh pretty impressive for him and also very nice like you said. Uh you get the three blocks for Fred VanVleet again, pretty ridiculous. You get the 11 threes, one off of Daniel Marshall. Daniel Marshall's record stands. Who knows how count. much longer it'll stand for, but shout out to Danielle Marshall. By the way, speaking of whack-ass stats, always a good reminder. Uh, One time, Daniel Marshall led the Raptors in win shares for a whole season. So, uh, shout out to him. Glad his record, in a way, you know, would have been cool to see Fred break it, but glad in a way that his record stands because it's really fun and weird. Um, So, we've got the 11 threes, and we've also got the 100.1 true shooting percentage. The better than Matt Thomas (laughs) true shooting percentage from Fred VanVleet in this game. Let's uh, power rank, though. So, points, uh, two-point shooting, steals, threes made, and 100.1% true shooting. What do you got as your
1: number five on that list? Hold up, hold up. Get, read those out again. This is, okay. this is oh, a great you're doing podcasting. a little power? You're writing yeah. them down? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I can't even remember Okay, you've got many. the
0: 54 points. Yep. You've got the six of nine from two for Fred VanVleet, which, again, yep. pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the three blocks for a man who is, as I tweeted, uh, as tall as my dad.
1: <laughs> hmm
0: You've got the uh, 11 threes made. Pretty cool. Yep. Uh, like on that, like the screen cap of the basketball reference sheet of the most threes ever made. He, he's on the yep. tail end of that now. Pretty cool. There's the 100.1
1: uh, true shooting.
0: And, and the 100.1, that's the five stats.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: I'm, I'm probably missing something crazy as well from somewhere else, but I, I don't think if, so. So we'll go to I don't with know those. if this is Power out there ranking. on
1: Twitter or anywhere, but is 100.1 it? Is that also the highest true shooting percentage ever for a player with at least 50 points? That's a good question. I don't know that. Oh, we could add
0: one more. He just he also with his 54 points, he did pass Moses Malone for the most points the most, by an undrafted yeah. player.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go. Okay. So you want number five first right yeah yeah
0: we can how about we just erase the 54 points just as a standalone stat just because that's impressive and probably the number one anyway okay so let's so, just go with the weird quirky stats okay so the six of nine from from inside two this is great podcasting three blocks yeah 11 threes 100 true shooting and 54 points passing moses malone for the most by an undrafted player
1: okay passing Moses. i mean i feel like it would still have to be okay so number five first I will yeah. take, uh, the three blocks, cause okay, lo- low key they're still you know a little bit shady. Like Fred said, they're not <laughs> real blocks. They're more you know he, he's stripping them. Everyone can see what he's doing. Um, so I'll put that at number five. Though if they're gonna hand him out like that, I actually won't be surprised if he's getting those numbers up. I might have to make a a, a trade on my fantasy team if that's how they're gonna do it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Although I, I mean, I guess we could just say six steals too if we wanted to <laughs> assign those blocks to steals. Right. <laughs> um, a little less impressive, though, because again, he's a, a short, short man getting three blocks on the. No one knows how they came when you look at the stat sheet. Um, so you're putting that five. I'm gonna put the three blocks fourth myself. I'm gonna put the six of nine from two mm. because he's uh, you know he's amped up that mid range. He didn't really hit any mid ranges in this one, but the six of nine from two is less unheard of at this point. So that's my number five,
1: with okay. number four being the three blocks. So we're just flipping there. I, I think I got the six of nine as number two, uh, number four.
0: Okay, let's get to the good shit.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So I will go with. Hmm. The eleven threes at number three. Yep, Fittingly. same
0: here. Yep.
1: Just the ho hum eleven threes. Only
0: the yeah. third most absurd thing that happened on the
1: night. Yeah. Might have, might have, <laughs> might have given it a bit of a bump if he was able to beat Danielle's record too.
0: Yeah. Shout yeah out. It's a Shout little bit of Don'Yel a shame Marshall. it falls short. Yeah.
1: That was a fun night. Yeah. That was a fun night. Yeah, I'll never forget course. Philly only beginning to guard him after he got the 12-3 and realizing <laughs> that he could break an NBA record, a then NBA record. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah. So I've got the threes third, and man, yeah, you got Moses I, Malone I, or one hundred point
0: yeah. one true shooting.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go with the one hundred point one true shooting as number two. Yeah. Or as number one. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go uh, with 100.1 as number two. Mm hmm. Just because I think there's a lot of big picture stuff with the 54. Yeah. Uh, and so I know we're looking at it f- through the lens of passing Moses as the most for an undrafted player. And that in itself is a ridiculous context, right? Uh-huh. I mean, just his brand alone bet on yourself to go undrafted say hey i'm gonna figure this out go to the 905 work his way in because remember at the time the raptors had kyle lowry cory joseph delon wright and you're thinking Mm -hmm. how do i crack a rotation here and yeah and then he works his way into it and he's looking like he and Pascal are gonna have the keys to the franchise for some years to come. And it's gonna be pretty awesome based on what we saw tonight, based on what we've seen the last couple seasons. So I'm gonna have to go fifty four passing Moses number one. Uh mm-hmm. the one hundred point one true shooting. I mean, that's that's no disrespect, Ridiculous. no knock. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> uh. Yeah. It's all insane. It's a, it was just a crazy, crazy night of Raptors basketball. and Truly baffling. Uh, yeah, I'm
0: with you. Same ranking, by the way. Uh, you know, uh, maybe this impromptu ranking exercise was not that compelling after all. But we did it anyway, and we highlighted some <laughs> absurd stats. One last thing under the buzzer that Fred accomplished tonight is he forced the Orlando Magic to sign Frank Mason to a two-way deal because they don't have any guards to guard Fred VanVleet or something. I don't Mm. know. (laughs) Um, So I'm looking
1: at something my friend sent over. I'm going to make the assumption that it is accurate, uh, and it's from the StatMuse website. Okay. The 54 points and 100... So the 100.1 true shooting percentage is indeed the highest true shooting percentage game for anyone with at least 50 points. Wow. So. Just beating Terrence Ross again. Unbelievable. I'm trying to see. Coming from my heart. <laughs> the only thing I can't see here is, you know, if there's, you know, how long this tracks. Because I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah. There's Kyrie Irving in second. Uh, There's Dana Barros from 1995. Oh, hell yeah. Third. You got Steph Curry fourth, James Harden fifth, Steph Curry sixth again, Glenn Rice seventh, <laughs> Clay Thompson eighth, James Harden ninth. So That's pretty crazy. Based on what I'm seeing, hopefully my friend is accurate. Well, does I that mean, change your it, mind? Does it put him use. ahead of Moses now? Mmm. See? Now <laughs> now we will now we've turned up the heat here. We're turning making making this spicy. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes, Sean. Oh, I'm still gonna go with the most ever
0: by an undrafted player passing right. Moses I freaking Malone. Some dramatic effect. So there you go. No, 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 no. You did, but disagreement is is the real yeah, core of dr- drama. Give on him, a, podcast, give him a, little, so. a Stephen A. and yeah. Uh, I think you're ridiculous for using this stat muse. Page. Blasphemous. What is, you know, we're looking at graphs. We'll pull up watching basketball. What are you, what are you uh, anti-Kevin Durant? What's going on? You know, yeah, either way, it's all insane. Uh, <laughs> glad we could have this little exercise uh, to just talk about how how dumb everything was in the best possible way. Uh, we should probably hit on a few other things from this game and sort of what comes next for the Raptors as they uh, have a few days off, as they're, I guess two days off, as they take on the Nets on Friday. Uh, we'll get to that in just one second. But first, I want to tell everybody about our friends over at rockauto.com who are saving you money on car parts all the time. They're a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online. For 20 years, go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have got everything you need from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked onto there. How did you hear about us, Box So know that we sent you as well. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the car parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Vivek, let's wrap this thing up here with a couple straight thoughts on the Raptors' win over the Magic. Again, they pulled a 9-12 and on the season, second straight win. Uh, you know, it's not ever ever encouraging to beat the Magic, especially in the state they're in right now. They uh, must sign Frank Mason to save the season-ass state. It's not great over in Orlando, but two wins <laughs> is two wins, and... I don't know. I feel like there were some promising signs from these games, in particular the first one. This one was a little bit too close for comfort for the first two and a half quarters like I talked about. It was a little bit troubling that Fred Van Vliet was like 10 of 11 from three and the Raptors were up by three points with like five minutes to play in the second. That wasn't great. And then they blew it open and that was fine. Um, you know, some certainly some notes on the defensive side of the ball to probably nitpick with here. Um, I don't know, any overarching thoughts, non-Fred Van Vliet division from this game?
1: Nothing major outside of Fred Van Vliet. I think, you know, now just thinking back a bit more on it, the flow of the game, remembering that, you know, it was pretty close going the whole way. I do wonder if the Magic were thinking as the game is progressing, yeah, Fred is getting his, but we're right there. So maybe on some level, they just thought that, Hey, let Fred go get his. But if we win the game, it's all good. Obviously, that didn't work out. Uh, But again, you know, I think the overarching thought I would take away is you see Norman Powell back in the rotation, so uh, we're seeing a bit more stability come in, and uh, Nick just knowing who he can trust. And we saw, I thought, I thought you know of the bench pieces, Bembry again, positive contributor. Uh, Mm -hmm. five assists, five rebounds. So I think he's chipping in and doing exactly what's needed of him. So yeah, again, I think just this steady progression towards having the rotation down pat and knowing exactly who can be depended on and what role what role players fit into different matchups. I think the Raptors are getting there, man. Seven and four the last 10 games, Mm -hmm. uh, you know they're a long way away from that two and eight start they really are and you know as
0: much as i think there were some quibbles to be had with the defense tonight i think chris boucher particularly when he came in i mean their worst moments were when boucher and terrence davis shared the floor together um davis mercifully played just seven minutes didn't do much of anything was a minus seven no points um and i think it's a nice and telling sign that norm comes in and davis's role kind of evaporates right away Mm -hmm. um You know, Boucher, you know, he's still going to be part of the rotation. He's still going to be his erratic self, I'm sure. I, I don't think he'll be as sort of inconsistent and bad as he's been for the last, you know, two weeks now for the rest of time. I think he'll sort of level off and kind of fall somewhere in the middle of what he was to start the season and what he's been lately. But it's nice now knowing that, you know, Aaron Baines can play reasonable minutes and be a plus 25 and 32 minutes and not drag down the team when he's out there because you need to rely on Boucher less when Boucher is the only reliable big man you have that's a problem when he's not then it's a bit more of a luxury to have him around and when he's on he's on And when he's not he's not And that's fine um, I think when OG comes back as well it's just gonna obviously sort of solidify things a little bit more and I, I, I think with the main five guys they have there's really no reason to have any less than two of them on the floor at any given time and I feel like there's enough guys that you can kind of throw in to piece in the holes in those transitional lineups that I'm feeling quite good about where things can head from here you know you have a mix of steady and Benbry and Watanabe and a little bit more exciting in terms of uh, Boucher and, and Norm and I think that's a nice little mix to have but like the way See, Occam's playing. He only had 12 points in this game, missed some bunnies, but again, I thought he was pretty good. Playmaking-wise, didn't force the issue, which is a a nice change that he's had this season to last. Kyle continues to be awesome, 14-10-10, 17th triple-double as a Raptor, very cool stuff. I, I just, you know, things are falling into place, as we've said a few times recently. Even with the most recent spat of losses, things have still, mostly outside of the Kings game, frankly, have looked pretty all right and I feel pretty good. And I honestly, you know, Blake made this point after the game and, you know, just kind of pointed out, like, it's it's hard to overstate just how much the Raptors needed something like this. Just like a really good thing to rally around, just a fun thing that can kind of boost morale and make the dregs of a Tampa season feel a little bit less dreggy. I don't know, like, Nick Norris was talking before the game about 72 road games, man. I don't even know what day it is, what time it is, <laughs> what game it is, but... Um, you know, hopefully this type of thing kind of offers something to rally around a little bit, and they can kind of rise. I mean, I don't necessarily believe in momentum necessarily, but I do believe in vibes, and Mm -hmm. this should improve the vibes of the team that have been slowly on the incline since
1: the first part of the season where they were notably very, very bad. I'm with you on all that, man. And I think we're seeing more and more the values of just – Plugging away and trying to be a good team as opposed to going the other way. Uh, it's as simply as I'll put it. Yeah,
0: no, tanking's bad. Uh, <laughs> they're way <laughs> too good to tank, as it turns out. And you have Fred Van Vliet, you're not tanking. I don't know what, like, what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> and Utah. It's the, the goddamn king. Yeah, <laughs>
0: they're just, uh, they're too good. I just want to pull up one sec here uh, just to kind of double check where they're at in terms of the. Um, You know, the overall numbers situation as they continue to climb up, they currently sit 15th in defensive rating after tonight. Their offense continues to be surprisingly good. They're up to 12th and net rating wise, they're 13th, 1.6 positive net rating. They're well on their way to being a uh, a good, positive, uh, probably passing the Hawks and Pacers at some point here kind of team, which is nice to see. Anyway, that feels like a good place to leave this one. I gotta go to bed, man. Uh, <laughs> it's All late right. and
1: uh, I'm sleepy, so we'll wrap it there. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Man, I do. North Courts comes out tomorrow, Wednesday. Hell yeah! This yeah, it'll uh, be the first episode. It's me, Javon Shepard, and Megan McPeak talking everything Canadian basketball. Excited for it to air and uh, showcase a lot of great stories across the country and Canadians who were playing outside of uh, you know North America as well so it's going to be fun looking forward to it and hope you'll check it out yeah absolutely i'm very very excited i'm a sh- it's a shame that you weren't included in the
0: promotional video with Javon as he was Kane uh, and Jimmy's feel like you could uh, it's a shame there. for everyone also else
1: Kane and Jimmy's to just uh you know laugh hysterically at my <laughs> Emphatically inferior ball skills compared to Javon Shepard. Yeah, the thing with Javon, uh, past and future guest on
0: this podcast is uh I I when I was working with him at the CBL in the offseason, season, I, I just I made many jokes about how I, how I could definitely beat him one on one, and then I just never was in a situation where I had to prove it. So that that's canon. Is I can beat <laughs> Javon Shepard at basketball. It's clear, obvious, it's a truth. Um you can do it too, man. I, be, I believe in you. He's not a <laughs> 12 year pro or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, everyone should go watch uh, North Courts. Is that what you said it's called? Yeah? Correct. I'm not making that up. Yeah, of course. I'm, I, I knew that. I'm sorry for having any sort of questioning of it. Um, that is going to do it for this episode. Find me on Twitter at Uh Sorry if this was a frantic episode. My brain is goo, and I'm here doing it, battling through the goo because of Fred. Fred's awesome, Mm. and what a freaking fun game, and a really nice boost. Uh, On a day where the NBA leaning into this idiotic uh, all-star plan that nobody seems to want really had me feeling down about the league and just like watching basketball and kind of feeling like it's a job and not a thing I like, Uh, this really lifted the spirits. I still, for the record, think the NBA is doing a very stupid, irresponsible thing with this all-star thing, but the Raptors offered a bit of a salve, which is uh, always very lovely to see. Anyway, we'll be back again on Wednesday with that episode featuring Chris and Evan from Locked on Cavs and Andre Drummond talk and a whole bunch of other stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you then with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Now, go listen to Locked on Magic as our pal Philip rossman Reich uh, talks about Fred Van VanVleet from a different perspective. Probably also just uh, in absolute awe of the 54 points. 54 points! Have a good night, everyone. Bye.